part from May's Sandwich Shop, serving delicious hometown favorites to the West Lawn community since 1947. Are listening to the Joe Mays and J Rock Show, bringing you the latest news and commentary on baseball. The 0-2 pitch, swing and a miss, struck him out. The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball. Hockey. The Big Ten Championship lies on a measurement. Did he get it? No! He didn't get it! Penn State holds! They brought back the fun, they brought back the excitement, and now they've brought back a Big Ten Championship. The Penn State Nittany Lions are Big Ten Champions. Broncos are world champions. They have just won Super Bowl 50. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the 222nd episode of the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and sitting next to me, my co-host, Justin Raffoff. Yeah, a couple things. One, I love the hat. And two, um, you know, it hits me every week, but I, I never really talk about it. The The intro, like, is a series of, like, sporting things that I could watch on YouTube over and over and over and over <laughs> right? again. Um, and the little update to that, to uh, include the Penn State part, was was pretty awesome. And I didn't I didn't know that uh, coming in, but that was, that was pretty cool. Um, and as for the NFL one, I would love for at some point for one of us to be able to put our team's championship. I know, right? On there. Right. Um, I figure because right now your team's closer than mine. Um, uh, yeah. If you kind want to consider that, to but think it, about. right, right, closer. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, making the playoffs, I guess that's a step in the right direction. Right. You know, above five hundred. These are all things that we would consider closer. My team hasn't done that since. 08, you're you're so. in the division with the Patriots and in the conference with the Patriots, so I don't know if you could consider that closer. But either way, I love every week how we get to start off because I'm like. No matter what I had, like kind of go going running through my head going in, that um, gets me in in uh, sports mode right away, as if as if I have another mode. But um, it just ramps up my my sports mode, I should say. Yeah, definitely. So I had a little bit of fun the other night uh, fixing that intro. To th- I was like, you know, I was like, it's cool. I love the Black Lives Garrity, You know, mm-hmm. one of Penn State national championships, a huge iconic moment in Penn State history. But I was like. They just had an incredible season, even though I'm disappointed with the outcome of the Rose Bowl. Like for them to do what they did after starting two and two, then running the gauntlet, beating Ohio State, I was winning the Big Ten title this year. I yeah, was right. hoping for yeah. eight and four. Well, I, I think I said eight and four with a nice bowl win to get the yep. nine and four. Exactly, and, exactly. You know, yep. You know, or, or I guess nine and three and maybe a nice bowl game, but an L. Right, you know, right. so like nine and four was kind of like if they get to nine and four, I'll be happy. Well, then they were sitting at what. 13 and 2 well, or we, whatever. It's funny because the Ohio State game and then the the Iowa game. I know Iowa was kind of more middle of the road than they were last year. Um but I I specifically like cuz this is one of those things when it happens there there are kids that I see on a daily basis that I'll start asking me like so what do you think about and they'll just start asking me about like what I'm thinking about any specific um outcome and it, it Throughout the fall, specifically, I got asked a lot about um, about Penn State. So after the Iowa one, I said they they've gone and done it now. Uh, like they they've raised my expectations. Like I can no longer like after Ohio State, I was like, yeah, but they still have Michigan State, who's not who's struggling, but it's still Michigan State, and they have Iowa, and they you know all these things. But after that Iowa win, I'm like, oh my gosh, like now they've raised the expectation. Like now you know, like your your heart's in it. Like now you start. Not that you didn't care before, but now there's like there's something at stakes. Like I was just talking to someone about this with like the Sixers. Like right now, the Sixers are the perfect team to be rooting for. Oh, absolutely. Because no one, one expected anything. They're young and exciting, and there are zero expectations. Like the 
any game they go out and win, which they've won a decent amount lately, you're like, this is incredible. You know, like, it's a lot of fun. And at the other hand, if they lose, you're like, eh, it's not that big of a deal. They were supposed to lose. Right. You know, yeah, like, exactly. it is the perfect, like, stance right now. I say that, you know, obviously your team winning a championship is incredible. But, you know, for the just the sheer joy of, of like, enjoying wins, um, there's something to be said for when the expectations aren't on your team. Uh, whereas the the flip of that, and we'll kind of get to some of that with Super Bowl talk today about expectations and all that. But you know, it, it, regarding the Penn State season, the Ohio State game obviously was the start of it, and then when they when they beat Iowa, and you start seeing that path, and you're like, oh my gosh, could this could, could this, this happen? Ha-? When you start looking at scenarios to win the Big Ten, you know, like when you seriously start looking, and you're like, this might happen, like this might actually happen. Um, I don't know that I ever really thought it would happen, but yeah. that well, was incredible. I mean, other than and I was I was sitting with a bunch of guys who behind my back bet against Penn State because and I understand, like I, I get it, but they were getting a good spread, I guess. But <laughs> um and they're down twenty one, right? They were down twenty one right, and twenty I'm just like, yeah, twenty eight yeah. to seven. I right. Think. And I'm just like, if Penn State can score here and keep Wisconsin off the board before half, I was like, they're a great second half team, they've got a shot. That's exactly what they did, and then the rest, and you heard, it ended with a measurement. It was awesome. Yeah. To think, like, we went, there were only, like, maybe, maybe, or I guess technically four outcomes better than what we ended up with. Um, when, when we knew we were going to the Rose Bowl, there were only four outcomes better than what happened. Winning the Rose Bowl, obviously. Yes. Going to the college football playoff. Yes. Winning, a, winning the first game. Right. And then winning the national championship. Like right. there's only four other better ways for it to go. Now, obviously, we would have loved for them to have beaten Pitt, beaten Michigan, you know, those right. two losses. Right. Uh those both sting because they're teams that, you know, we don't want to lose to ever. But, you know, once you got to the point where you won the Big Ten title and we're going to the Rose Bowl, you know <laughs> I they think... had already overachieved. Like they did right. better than we wanted them well not wanted them, better than and... we expected them to right. do. And it'll be interesting next year. Like, I don't really know what to think about next year's team because, you know, it's it's going to be a struggle because you're not going to catch anybody by surprise anymore. You know, like, you're not going to catch anybody by surprise. You're going to be ranked in the preseason polls. You're going to – all this stuff. Um, so you're going to get everybody's best shot. However, like, they've got the tools to maybe deal with that, uh, at least to some capacity. So it'll be interesting to see how that's handled. I personally think um, – you know, it looks like Deshaun Hamilton's coming back. Um, I think he's going to have a, a bookend here. I think his freshman year was incredible. Yeah. I don't know. Struggle's the wrong word in, in between. It's just but kind like, of been overlooked. Right. There have been but, too many other but weapons. But there's been other guys. And, like, last year, we couldn't not, – not the season that just ended. The year before, we couldn't get anybody the ball, let alone Deshaun Hamilton the ball. Um, so I think it's, it's going to be a swing up, and I think he's going to have a big year next year. Not necessarily like Chris Godwin numbers. He's not that type of receiver. But um, I think in this system, he's going to be continue to be a weapon. And they're going to play some other receivers around him um, that will continue to help him. But um, I, I think they're heading in the right direction. And it'll be exciting to watch. And, um, you know, that, that second weekend when they host Pitt, that should be a lot of fun. Oh, man. A lot of fun. Revenge for last year. Possibly two ranked teams. That could be a ranked matchup week two. I kind of hope it is. Like, yeah, I, I hope, I hope it is. It to them. Right. Penn State will be a top 10 team. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy to think about. When was by the last way, time Penn State entered a season way, in the you top know, 10? You know what? It, there's no question. You know what the biggest game week one is? You might know this. Um, Florida State, Alabama. Wow. Okay. Yeah, no, in, I did in, not know in that. In Atlanta. In the new stadium, I wow. believe, in Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. That, crazy. That's, yeah, that's an awesome – That that's an incredible – that's what those – that's what those, I don't want to say exhibition, but that's what those neutral site non-conference games, that's what they're meant to be. And you know what else? The the playoff allows for that. Like right. The playoff allows for that to happen. Right, because you can lose a game right. and still make the playoffs. Right. So, yeah, so that's a little tangent there on yeah, college sorry. football and sorry. Penn State. Because we're actually here to do our Super Bowl preview because in a week from now, We'll probably be approaching halftime, I'm guessing, with how long it takes for them yeah, to do things with the Super Bowl. That's probably. Uh, it kicks yeah. off, I believe, like 6.38 or 6.36 or something like that, East Coast time. So about 
8.40-ish, we should be around halftime. Yeah. So we have to do our preview tonight because we're not going to go up against that. We don't want to overshadow Super Bowl 51. So we're here to talk about the Falcons and the Patriots tonight. And as Justin mentioned or alluded to at the beginning of the show, I brought the Falcons hat back from last week. And before any Patriots fans, primarily those that we know that listen to their show, I don't know if I mentioned this on air, but I've had this hat for 14 years. So I don't want to hear anything about it. I, I bought it the year, maybe two years after they rebranded. I can't remember when they switched from the old white on black, you know, that, that old helmet that they were wearing when they went to the Super Bowl the last time, to the uh, added red accents. It was right around the time a year or two after Vic came. And at that time, I was a huge Vic fan as well. Uh, things have changed on that front. But. I do have... Um, you and I share a few Vic moments, though, <laughs> considering we were at the home opener when the Eagles had signed him. Now, yeah, you're still, right. He was still yeah, right. out. When he they was, played the Saints, He was not right? active. They played the Saints. Saints won the Super Bowl that yep. year. But um, I remember because there, there were some people... I say some. I mean like two protesting. people protesting. Yeah. And people were just yelling at them. Yeah, they had an <laughs> interesting uh, time standing on their street corners talking to the Eagles fans entering the stadium. Yeah. We we just walked by, you know. We weren't gonna say well, yeah, anything we mind our either business. way. Yeah, right. So you're right. Yeah, we did see him when Vic first signed with the Eagles. That was back in the summer of '09. We went to the Eagles' home opener against the New Orleans Saints, which they absolutely demolished the Eagles. Yeah, we left that game saying Kevin Cobb is not as good as Drew Brees. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, Justin said Drew Brees and the Saints went on the winning Super Bowl that year over the Colts and Peyton Manning. So, um. And actually, I this was I think this was the fall of my freshman year when the Eagles beat the Falcons in the playoffs yeah. in uh, the fall of '03, or I guess it would have maybe been January '04 because it was my freshman year at Penn State. Yeah, and uh, I when the Eagles and and Falcons played that day, I walked around campus in my Vic jersey and my and this Falcons hat on. So uh, this this is an old time hat. I never knew that it would come and be useful again. Hey, you never know. I but, always hey, I old always hang on know. to them because you do. You never, never know. And just like uh, last year, uh, I had uh, my Carolina Panthers mini helmet from when Kerry Collins was a Panther. You know, I was like, I'm not gonna throw this away. You know, it could come in handy someday. And then uh, had it out. I think for the show uh, last year when we talked the Super Bowl between the Broncos and Panthers. I was for the Broncos though, so you yeah. know, I wanted Peyton Manning to go out on top, which he did. Yeah, really. Last year's Super Bowl couldn't have gone any better for me. Like that. Yeah, you're kind of like, you know, eh, you know, what does it matter? Right. <laughs> I, you know, I, I really wanted Peyton Manning to win, uh, and he did. But at the same time, it wasn't my team, you know, in there. But, um, you know, this year it's a little different. Um, I don't have as strong feelings for Matt Ryan as I did for Peyton Manning. <laughs> um, you although, don't say. although if there's a matchup that could that could make that happen, it might be this one. Yeah, because <laughs> I'll really be pulling from Matt Ryan <laughs> a week from now, um, only because he's from Pennsylvania. That's what I mean. Totally, yeah, totally, that's, absolutely. That's what I meant by that. Yeah. So Super Bowl Fifty One next Sunday, February fifth, kickoff just after six thirty Eastern time. The game is in Houston. I believe the Falcons arrived today. I haven't they seen did. if the they Patriots, Patriots are there Patriots yet. Come tomorrow. So this week ramping up starting tomorrow, we'll start getting hit with all the media stuff, the barrage of that. And uh, I believe at the end of the week, we'll get the uh, football awards and the Hall of Fame announcements are all be coming uh, this week as well. Come on, Brian Dawkins. All leading up to the uh, biggest sports event of the year. Come on, Jason Taylor. I think he's up for it as well. Okay, fair game. (laughs) Hey, I'll give you Dawkins if you give me Taylor. Deal. (laughs) Done. But Super Bowl 51, I think the line right now is four points last I knew. I don't know. You I, don't. Honestly, I, haven't, I, th- I, haven't I mean, I get, it depends where you look. Like It can always change. Yeah. So I believe the line's four. Patriots by four. Not unexpected with the history of what New England will be able to do in this game. I don't know. Boy. I think, I, honestly, I think I'd take that bet. This is a game I honestly have... I really don't know like about this game much at all. Like I look at it and I'm like, Oh man, everybody talks about like the Patriots defense. I think was like, 
Um, first, number one scoring defense, you know, against obviously giving up the fewest points. Um, but somebody else, I thought I heard, like, aren't the Falcons like the third, n- number three scoring defense? Something like Are that. Are they? Like, I have some I, stats I, up because I wanted to. Uh, right. To so, I mean, like, it's one of those things where I, I don't know that exactly, but if you look, you're like, well, that would, you know, saying, oh, the number one scoring defense against the number three scoring defense. Well, well, it's not like when, one against when 15, Broncos you know? Seahawks played uh, a few years ago. That was one number one versus number one. Number one right, offense versus exactly. number one defense, and we know what happened there. Number one defense housed the number one offense. Right. Well, this will be the number one offense. Well, it, it, number one scoring offense anyway, because they were eighth all time. Um, this this Falcons team is the eighth all time scoring offense. Wow, really? Yeah, like they. Total offense went through the Saints. Okay. Barely. Falcons were second. Patriots were fourth. Uh, now that's total offense in yards per game. Right, right. Uh, not um, not in points scored. So let's pull that up and see. In terms of points, I'm sure I'm sure it is um, the Falcons wow. are number one. Yeah, Falcons by four are... points a game. Yeah, 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 by 70 points. Over four and a half game. points a game. 71 points over the course of the season. Over the Saints. And then the Patriots they scored third. 99 more points this season than the Patriots. Wow. Um, that's that's incredible. Um, so you have one and three there. What about defense? Like where? Let's see. I don't know if it's quite this easy. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's not difficult. 49ers were the worst. <laughs> Gave Shocking. up 30 points a game. The sorting is not the best on this website. <laughs> There we go. Patriots, Patriots were number one. one. You're right. So and Falcons aren't anywhere on there. I, yeah, I don't see them in the so top half. So oh, they're geez. actually one of the worst. Yeah, they yeah. Give up 25. So could be interesting. Patriots are the number three offense and the number one defense scoring wise. So this is all yeah. points of points. Whereas Atlanta is number one, number offense, one offense, but 20, right. 27th. Now, I'd be interested to see, like, and this would be getting way into it, you know, if you're talking, like, through three quarters. Because I know the Falcons blew a bunch of teams out this year. Um, You know, the Patriots do, too. But the Patriots never take their foot off the gas. You know, like, they they play their starters until the end. They they go for it every week. Um, I don't think Falcons are exactly that. uh, Now, the Falcons, you know, they have um, played well in the playoffs, though. Oh, they played. Incur- they played great. They um they stopped the the Packers last week. Didn't give up a lot of points to an offense that was playing very very well over the right. last two and a half months. And uh, the you know the week before they uh, dispatched Seattle. Now they're up and down and they were inconsistent this year, right. but they still got it done when it counted. So I, I do think, even though the Patriots are the number one ranked scoring defense, I think the Falcons put up the points. I don't see the Falcons scoring. You know, less than twenty. Okay. I think the Falcons get over twenty. Right. So the question is: becomes, Do the Falcons can keep the Brady the Patriots? Off the board? Right. And it's tough. Um, I mean, they just, they just. I want to say they shut down, but they contained Aaron Rodgers, who was playing as well as he's played all the time. The the key. This will sound like we're oversimplifying it, and you'll hear this take a thousand times this week, but. Are they going to be able to get pressure on Tom Brady? Because they certainly got pressure on Aaron Rodgers. I think they might have set a record for like pressures in a game against Aaron Rodgers. They they like rushed him like over twenty some times and like hit him like seventeen times and sacked him a bunch of times. Like that doesn't happen to Aaron Rodgers that often. It happened and it hadn't happened in a couple months to Aaron Rodgers. Right. It happened last week. They don't need necessarily those numbers, but if they can play that style against New England successfully, then I I start to favor them. You know what I mean? Like, but here's the thing. If you bring pressure to, to Brady and you don't get to him, you're in trouble. Oh, absolutely. Um, He's going to you, tear you you've apart. You've got to bring it. Uh, on the other hand, like, if you don't bring the pressure and you just sit back and try and, like, get there with four guys like Pittsburgh did last week, he is going to pick you apart. Mm-hmm. It looked like he was playing flag football last week. No one can no, absolutely. Him. They got through one time. He he slid down. Uh, absolutely. Why? Because he didn't get touched again the rest of the game, except when he slid and you know like could have gotten in. But um, 
yeah, man, it's just one of those things where you, you look at it and I just don't know. I don't know that Atlanta's going to be able to slow down Tom Brady. Like, that sounds like a ridiculous question because I don't know that anybody slows down Tom Brady. So we have seen it before. But in order to do it, they got to get a pass rush on. And it's what cost New England a Super Bowl last year, basically. Um, it was not being able to protect. They couldn't beat Denver. Yeah, right. Denver, they, Denver right. harassed Denver, Tom Brady. Right, Denver destroyed Tom Brady. And it's going to come down. That's The game plan's there. You know, like, and... If anybody can game plan for it, it's Atlanta. Like, you know, he's faced, he went up against New England in a Super Bowl. Um, he, you saw what happened last year to New England in the playoffs. Like, the the blueprint is there. It comes down to, does Atlanta have the guys to actually do it? Because they are young. On the right. other hand, they are fast. A lot of people say they may be overall the fastest defense in the league. Um, I know they were talking today Um that he, they are basically they're putting in their game plan already, so that all week they can like just work on it. They're not making it, you know. They're not trying to be something they're not. They're just putting in their game plan, and they're going to try and perfect it so that they can play that specific game plan as fast and quick as possible against this New England team. They said if you make it too complex and everybody's thinking too much and adding all these stuff they don't normally do, then all of a sudden, you know. You're not playing as quick as you need to against Tom Brady. So I, th- I think you, you go with what got you there and you, you do your best. On the other hand, you better watch your tendencies because you know Belichick's going to be ready for every single one. We have an, an easily another half an hour to talk about the Super Bowl matchup, but I want to quickly address some comments and emails that we've gotten. Uh, one, Jason liked to know where my Flyers hat is. Uh, you know, because they won back-to-back games for the first time, I think, since December. And now they're on hiatus because of the All-Star game. Um, related to that, my dad says that the NFL needs to take the script from the NHL because the NHL's All-Star festivities were by far better than anything happening with the Pro Bowl. I like the skills competition. There was some positive movement there this year. I think uh, they need to, to build upon that. Um, but, you know, I, I would be all for a game of football where they put celebrities out there with with former players can you imagine right (laughs) oh man that would be that would be incredible uh breaking news this about 10 minutes ago we know that the colts hired a new gm and in ballard the 49ers have hired john lynch as their new general manager guess he's not announcing games for fox anymore i guess not all right he assigns a six-year deal according to adam schefter this is not like i think but John Lynch was one of my favorites when he played yeah, for the Bucks and the Broncos. Like ex- football executive, executive? I have I, no I don't idea. Know. I don't know. I don't know. But you I just think saw he would across. have a ton of it because he's been announcing games. Although he could be involved in scouting, you know, somewhere right, right. for some scouting company or something like that. Yeah, so it's but interesting. That's their biggest thing. They need talent. They need a talent guy out there. Maybe that's maybe that's his strength because they the cupboards are pretty bare out there. So, hey, we'll see. So if you want to, interesting con- to see if that plays a role in their head coaching hire at all. Yeah, because everyone thinks it's going to be Kyle Shanahan, who's busy preparing for the Super Bowl. Four Niners better hope it's Kyle Shanahan because <laughs> they've sat here for two weeks thinking it's Kyle Shanahan after six people said no. If you want to contact the show, email us at the Maze Sandwich Shop inbox at Joe Mays and JRAF at gmail dot com. You can also call the May Sandwich Shop hotline at 530-563-6297. And you can like us and follow us on social media at Facebook and Twitter. Just search at Joe Mays and JRAF. I say that to be really quick. I don't really care if they don't fix it. Like, but, but for the 49ers fans, I think they better they better hope they get, they get it going in the right direction quick. As I alluded to on the Facebook posts, on the Joe Mays and JRF show page a few days ago, we do have another email from Rich in Massachusetts. So my uncle has something to say after last week's show. Uh, and I know Justin was shocked by yeah, that development. Completely caught off guard. <laughs> so let's see if we can um, go over his email here. And I'm going to have Justin read that to you. All right. So uh, from Rich, he says, All right. You know, I am picking the Super or you know who I am picking to win the Super Bowl. Yes, my Patriots. I heard the spread was five, and I think it was a little too high, maybe three, uh, because we were there before. 
Uh, did you know that Brady has gone six times while that players on the entire Atlanta team have only gone four times? So, you know, there's six Super Bowl appearances for Brady alone and four for the entire Atlanta team. I didn't know the exact, I mean, I knew Brady's number. I didn't know the exact Atlanta number, but I knew it was more. Um, so not really a surprise there, but that is a crazy statistic to, to point out. Um, just in terms of the experience, we mentioned that Atlanta's really young. Um, a lot of people think about, you know, the, these Super Bowl teams for Patriots, and there are, while there are a few, like Brady, I believe, is the only guy that's been there the whole time. But that's not all that crazy when you think about how long this span has been, and he's 39 now. Like, you don't, you know, there aren't too many other spots, you know, where, where that would be. The only one that could really be a possibility would be Vinatieri, who is now with the Colts. Right. Um, but they, they obviously have another great kicker there. So now with to continue with the email. Now, for as far as for not being uh, there at my team's games the past two, past two weekends, remember last week we kind of uh, yeah, gave Rich a hard time for complaining about the cold weather night games uh, when he's not there. He said, first, since having my season tickets since 1993, I have been to more playoff games than anyone else I know, even in the cold weather. Second, I had planned on flying back for both games, but Diane, his wife, planned an, a family visit to Universal Studios for the second game weekend. Family first, but I did let it known that we were going to watch the games. And finally, I do find it nice sitting in the warm sun in shorts with a cold refreshment in my hand and a bathroom close by. Um, and, and probably, I can't say anyone blames him. And probably no line. Yeah, no. Yeah, don't. Yeah. I, just to clear up any any criticism that, to be fair, was actually directed at Rich last week. Um, <laughs> we're only criticizing for you pointing out the cold weather, not not taking the advantage of the warm weather. I think that is something um, we all w- would do, especially now. You know, before it it had been like in the fifties here. You know, so it didn't really feel like winter too much, other than like the dark and gloomy part for a while. Um, you know, now now it's gotten cold again, uh, so that's gives it a little bit of a different feel now that uh, now that we're here at winter. So, in closing, Rich writes, he's still waiting for me to sing. Um, he could be waiting a while for that one, <laughs> and and he uh, refers to how he loves the picture of um, your, your daughter with her Patriots teddy bear that yeah, uh, somehow made that. found its way into your house. I can't believe that. Well, I know how I it came into the game. It came oh, into the gosh. house from them. <laughs> Well, uh, you know, obviously that wasn't my doing. And yeah. was why, why? Like, well, that's not going to yeah. happen. He ends with go Patriots. Of so course he does. Of I, I he figured does. I'd give him that because that's probably the only time it will be said on this show. So, uh, <laughs> and it comes from him. So we appreciate the email. Um, yeah, definitely. You know, uh, no, nothing we really didn't know there too much, um, except for I, I like that he uh, that he had the stat about the six times for Brady and the four times for all of the Falcons uh, combined. Um, you know, we'll see, you know, and I, I, I can't really blame him, you know, as a Patriots fan, I would always think, uh, you know, hey, I'll just go to the playoff games next year. You know, I'll wait it out. Wait till we get a, a warmer weather or a more mild weather, uh, playoff game, you know, so <laughs> some, some of us fans of other teams really can't take that, that opportunity. We, we get a game. We, we've got to go no matter what, because who knows when we'll be back, but you pretty much chalk in the Patriots for two or three playoff games every year. So. Uh, anyway, couple it, it texts good to here. Hear from him. Yeah, good to hear from my uncle. As, and we always do during football season, especially when the Patriots are doing well. And you know, if we're talking about them as we are about to enter February, they're obviously doing very well. My dad sends in a couple more. He thinks uh, the secret for Atlanta to win is to get one of a uh, one of our players to take out Belichick on the sidelines. Could be Could a lot be. of people over the years, and we, you know, we like to give as much to Brady as we can. But a lot of people, you know. And probably rightfully so. Wonder like he's a great quarterback, but does Belichick make him the greatest? Right. Is it, he doing it himself, or is he having as help? Much now, as some of the sports debate shows drive me nuts. I saw a topic the other day. I didn't actually see the show, but it said, "Does does Brady help Belichick more, or does Belichick help Brady more?" It's not. Which is, I love the way that question's phrased because it doesn't really take away right, from either one. Right. It, it acknowledges their greatness. I think but Belichick it, helps Brady more than Brady helps Belichick. I agree. And I that agree. wasn't – I didn't think that a few years ago. And I don't mean that as Brady's not good because no, he is good. Right, I like to no. give him crap, but he, he is he's, – he's incredibly good. I think Bilicek helps him more. I, when you can 
How go eleven and five with Matt Castle and go three and one with Garoppolo and jeez, I can't even think of them. Jacoby Brissett. Wasn't yeah. it Jacoby Brissett? Yeah. Like you lose one game with without Brady with with those guys playing quarterback. And I know there's a lot of people high on Garoppolo, but you know what has Matt Castle done since? You know that why they're season? high on Garoppolo? Because he went to the Patriots with Bill Belichick. Yeah, exactly. Like that's why they're high on him. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, I I completely agree. Um, I look at it. Uh, it's not, and it's not just like oh they can use any quarterback. No, it's it's the way he coaches the entire team that everybody there does exactly what they're supposed to do, so that the quarterback only has to worry about what he's supposed to do. You know, like it's that whole system of just do your job. Like the attention to detail everywhere in there. Like I love when they tell the stories about how he just. Like if he walks past you in the hall, he may like make you like stop and he'll pop, give you a pop quiz, right. like five questions or whatever. And he'll just, and you better know the answers, like to all this stuff. Like his guys are ready to go all the time, all the time. There is never a game that you watch and you're like the Patriots and they just weren't prepared. It never happens. They, you know, there, there's been a couple of times where the breaks didn't go their way or they just got outplayed or, you know, something happened, but like they don't get out coached. It doesn't happen. A few years ago, you could or if argue, it happens, it's corrected the next time. And right? When right. are they getting out out coached in a big game? I mean, you can talk about the Patriots losing to the Giants after the 07 and twenty eleven seasons, yeah. but would anyone say it was because of coaching? Right. No. Exactly. Like they they lost because a guy caught a football on his head and and Wes Welker dropped a pass. Like that's why they, that's why they lost those two Super Bowls. Not why they lost. I mean, that was that was the major final things. mitigating circumstance. Right. You know, the final nail in their coffin. Yeah, a guy made one of the craziest catches you will ever see in the Super Bowl, and a guy you expect to make catches all the time had made a hundred and like twenty that season, dropped one that hit him in the hands. You know, like I just my dad. I feel like even when the coaching scheme doesn't work out, it's because of the execution, not because oh, it was the wrong play call. You know, or the wrong, they were in the wrong formation or something like Now, some of that could be the coaching outthinks themselves a little bit, you know, sometimes. Sometimes you, you outdo it a little bit. But I just think when, when you look at it, I, I would agree. I think Belichick helps Brady more than Brady helps Belichick. My dad's unleashing all the standard detrimental evidence against the Patriots over the last few years talking about the match over the Super Bowl saying uh you know talking about someone's got to take out Belichick but then he says you better keep an eye on your binoculars and video you know video camcorders and any air pumps in the stadium the Falcons better be extra vigilant about that in case you can't tell he finishes the email with go Atlanta so he obviously is showing his cards and who he wants to win big surprise I said last week and you texted at me after the show Atlanta is America's team right now. Right, exactly. Even though the Patriots wear the red, white, and blue, in, yeah, and honor just, it. It hit me on the way home that you you said it on the show, and it was just perfect. Atlanta has become America's team. Like it, for it, for two so weeks, true. the Falcons are America's team because I think it'd be hard to find anyone out of the New England area or you know with any of the hometowns of the players on the Patriots that's rooting for New I, England. I just don't see. There's it. the meme on 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 social media going around. That's the pie chart, and it's like. Um, fans rooting against the Patriots this week, and like ninety nine percent of the pie chart, and one percent, the one percent is like Atlanta Falcons fans, and ninety nine percent is just like everyone else. <laughs> like, yep, that's the it, way it is. Yeah, yeah. So let's. I, I was looking at some of Matt Ryan's stats, and I mean, this shouldn't come as a shock, and it doesn't. But this was by far Matt Ryan's best season. Like, yeah. Matt Ryan's had good years before. You know, he's thrown for over 30 touchdowns in a season before. He got really close another time. Uh, he's had single-digit interceptions. His rating has been uh, close to 100, which is usually incredible. You know, in 2012, last time they got to the NFC Championship game, it was 99.1. But his 2016 season blows every other season of his out of the water. None of the other main statistical categories are even close. He had a completion percentage just a hair under 70. I think the highest he got before was 68.6. Doesn't sound like a huge difference, but when you're talking about percentage points and the number no. of passes they throw, 
that those uh, that one and a half, one point three is a is a decent bump, and it can win win or lose you games. He was just fifty six yards short of five thousand. That would have been that. That's you know a mark that does that gets hit more now than obviously it did before. But yeah, fifty six yards short of that was 5, unbelievable. Thousand, you know, and then and then you look over at his at his touchdowns. He threw thirty eight touchdowns this year. Um, I think, the most he's ever thrown in his career. I think I heard somewhere that he threw touchdown receptions to thirteen different guys this year. Wow! I I'm not a hundred percent sure of that stat, but that is insane. Um, that's an insane number of of uh, touchdown catches. Um, and then you look. I think what was well, it? Eight, interceptions. Eight seven. Inter- yeah, seven interceptions this year. So thirty-eight touchdowns to seven interceptions. That's that's incredible. That's really getting it done. Um, go ahead. I think. Uh, yeah, I was just looking up how many people have thrown for over five thousand yards, or how many different times it's happened. Uh, and Matt Ryan this year was only the thirteenth time anyone. Only twelve other people have had seasons with more passing yards, and people have eclipsed five thousand passing yards nine times. The most recent being well. This year, Drew Brees, fifty two hundred, yeah. and it's all that is the fourth, fifth time in his career he's gone over five thousand yards, and another year he missed it by forty eight, forty eight yards. Yeah, you look in that. that so Drew people... Brees, Hall of Famer, first ballot. <laughs> yeah, you know, he, I don't know that he'll make it first ballot, but he should oh, be he, a first ballot Hall of Famer. I think he'll make it first ballot. I remember when everyone went nuts. Um, was it? Was it 2011 when Breeze and Brady broke Marino's record? Because no one had yeah. Marino had the record of 5,084 yards for for a long time since 1984. Right. No one had eclipsed that. And then Brady and Breeze did it in the same year in 2011. And then Breeze did it the next year. Then Manning and Breeze did it the following year. And then it was a few years until this year when Breeze did it again. Not that people didn't come close. Breeze was only 48 yards short in 2014. Same thing with Roethlisberger that year. But yeah, Matt Ryan this year. Um, Here's know, one that thirteenth most passing me. yards in a season's ever. Here's season one that ever. kind of surprised me. Kirk Cousins had forty nine hundred and seventeen yards this yeah, year. Yeah, that kind of seems like an aberration. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Like, not that he can't put up some yards, but over forty nine hundred yards. That yeah, I didn't know he. Threw that's that definitely that a surprise for sure. That one jumps yeah. out at me. Um, so yeah, Matt Ryan, what a crazy year. You know, best completion percentage. Um, not the most attempts he's ever made, not the most completions, but not even close. Yeah, in attempts, percentage, which, which mi- I think speaks to the success of the team. Yeah, like that—that's the key. Like he, it was at 534 attempts this year. His high mark there was 628 two years ago, and 614 last year. Yeah, so he actually went down by 80 attempts, but threw for more yards. Yeah, and that's reflected there in his. Average per pass. Oh, and ten more touchdowns and half the number of interceptions. Actually, seventeen more touchdowns. Uh, yeah, I, sorry, ago. I was going from the two years ago. Yep. Yeah, seventeen but more touchdowns. Look at his average. He never eclipsed seven point seven. Yeah. This year it was nine point three. So he was getting it done downfield. Yeah. I and mean, we saw Julio Jones make some uh, crazy plays for him. And obviously, having a playmaker like that helps. But his rating also, I mentioned his highest rating before this year ninety nine point one in twenty twelve. I mean, that's a great rating. Yeah. This year, 117.1. That just blows it out of the water. But when you throw that many touchdowns, that few interceptions, and you're gaining that many yards per pass, like, what an incredible year. Hopefully he can keep it up in the Super Bowl. Uh, On the flip side, let's look at the Patriots quarterback, Mr. Tom Brady. It may surprise you that this is actually, statistically speaking, depending on how you look at it, if we go by rating, this was his second greatest season ever in the NFL. The only one better was, surprise, surprise, his 2007 run where he threw 50 touchdowns to just eight interceptions. Uh, and his, But his rating that year was just .1 better than Matt Ryan this year. Think about that. Like, how bonkers were people going in 2007 when Brady was doing what he was doing? And even there, he threw for 150 fewer yards. Right. You know, But like, everyone, the touchdowns was all anyone cared about. Right, right. No one yeah, cared absolutely. about anything else. 50 touchdowns. 50 there. touchdowns, which is absurd. Those, I think a lot of those are Randy Moss, who I picked up in like the seventh round. Yeah, because didn't he have like 22 yeah. of them or something yeah, it was, insane like that? It was a good pickup. Uh, yeah. One of my better drafts. <laughs> but he didn't get to 5,000 yards. It's the most yardage. No, I'm sorry. He, he did go over 5,000 in 2011. 
Uh, we just mentioned that. And I forgot about it. So it was the second most yardage. He's third most in the year 21 yards, a little bit higher in 2012. So third most yardage in 2007. And we thought that that was a crazy absurd year. And the touchdowns absolutely was. But rating wise, Matt Ryan, just a hair behind 07 Tom Brady. But in 2016, Brady obviously missed the first four games this year. He still attempted 432 passes, completed 67.4% of his throws, which I think is his second best ever. Uh, He hit on 68.9 in 2007. Only 3,500 yards, but when you miss four games, that happens. He threw 28 touchdowns, and more importantly, he only threw two interceptions. Yeah. And I think the only better split is maybe 2010 when he was 36 to four and then 2007 with the 50 to eight, obviously that's a good ratio for him as well. But 28 to two, that's, that's not too shabby. Only throwing two picks. Yeah. Uh, now, of course that was in the regular season. We thought saw him throw interceptions uh, against the Texans. Yeah. Uh, but probably the biggest reason for his success this year is he's getting protected so much better than he had been really since what? 2009 yeah really now he missed four games so it's not exact um, yeah but still it's not really all that close the only one you could throw in 2014 is pretty well protected the others aren't really close 2010 maybe you could throw in if he plays four more games but he's not getting sacked two and a half times each in the in those games this was the fewest he was sacked in his career now granted he missed four games but in 2009 he only got sacked 16 times yeah, it's probably the best other than that. So but, t- 2009 was their best. It's probably on par with 2014, I'd say. It, it you know, yeah. if you would have gotten sacked 6 times in the 4, four games, games, yeah. So, but last year he got sacked so 30 times. His, like top 3 seasons in terms of protection, protection right. right? Which is the key. You know, like that that gives him all the time in the world to get rid of the ball. Um you know, because you can look at that at, at the fumbles too cuz the fumbles are generally going to happen cuz you just got jacked up, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And he has he had two in 2012 when he got sacked, yeah, 30, or sorry, 27 times. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty good, you know. But um, yeah, look at 2006. He had 12. Like look yeah. at his beginning of his career. Like that just that goes to show. Now maybe the line play has changed. Although back in the the mid early 2000s, we we're talking about some players like Matt Light. You know, some of those unheralded those lines that became teams. right. Like three become, of those teams are Super Bowl teams. Right. Uh, 2001, he got sacked 12 times. 2003, he got sacked 13 times. 2004, he got sacked seven, or excuse me, fumbled. These were fumbles, not sacks. Yeah. Uh, seven times. So, yeah. but, but you mentioned last year the reason they didn't get to the Super Bowl was because they couldn't protect Brady. Well, they gave up 38 sacks. He fumbled six times, losing two of them. Right. This year, he, got fum- he fumbled five times, but didn't lose any of them. Right. So. Yeah, and, and I think I, I mentioned it before. I think that's going to define this game. Atlanta's ability to win the line of scrimmage when they're on defense. Um, because if if LeGarrette Blunt or uh, Deion Lewis or someone is running right through them, look out. It's bad news because then you're going to have to start playing that and Brady's going to get more time. Um, but if they're controlling the line of scrimmage, they're not running for big yards, and you're getting pressure on Brady. You don't have to. You don't have to sack Brady a ton because you're not going to. He's going to get rid of it every time. But if you get some three and outs where he's, you know, he's got because he has to throw it too soon, or you disrupt the receivers at the line of scrimmage, right. you know, make the make these receivers beat you down the field. They've got some guys who are fast, but Atlanta's fast. Make them beat you down the field. You know, yeah. don't don't sit back like the Steelers did and just let them get seven yards, six yards, eight yards, 25 yards. You know, like, don't let them pick you to death. Go after them, you know. If they beat you, they beat you. But at least, you know, you, you made an effort to stop them. Because if, kind of, if you just kind of fold and let – if your game plan is I'm going to make Tom Brady pick us apart, well, then Tom Brady's going to pick you apart. Like, right. that, that's, that's what's going to happen. You've got to not give Brady the chance. You got to get in his face and, and hit him. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that how that kind of goes, how that plays out. So it'll be interesting. There is a chance that this could be a flag happy game. I don't know about the statistics of the officiating crew, but I think Travis Kelsey thinks it will. Be. <laughs> the Falcons and Patriots. Uh, it's Carl Sheppers, right? Is that his so, name? Yeah. The Falcons and Patriots were actually both in the top ten, and coincidentally enough, they were flagged the exact amount of times in the regular season. 113 penalties accepted against them 
during the uh, 16 game regular season that, you know, that that's ninth place tied for ninth. So uh, maybe a little surprising because, you know, you expect the Patriots to be a well-coached um, cleaner in a certain sense uh, of the word. Cause generally you don't think of them cheating on the field, you know, like during, during the play. I know uh, a few years ago, John Harbaugh wanted to, uh, to try to get them for something, yeah. which, uh, which I think we properly actually, eviscerated right, them right, on. Yeah, you. The absurdity of it. That was the it. time we stood up for New England, which, which doesn't know, happen often. Yeah, but. I mean, you know, Rich likes to say how we're the New England Patriot hater fan club or whatever you want to call us, but that was just an absurd notion of mine. So when it comes to you know on the field, I guess you got to take the footballs out of it, but. When it comes to the players, I don't think anyone would call them dirty. No, no, they're they're definitely not. So the number of infractions surprises me a little bit that yeah, the Patriots yeah. were flagged uh, in the top ten this season. Yeah, that that surprises me too. That I feel like that's something that won't happen next year, regardless of outcome right. here. Like that's something that Bill Check will probably like have posted like on on the wall in his office like every day and just like scream at some intern about or something (laughs) there were three playoff teams in front of them that got flagged more uh lions were the most flagged teams that that made the playoffs followed by the raiders seventh overall and texans eighth overall yeah surprisingly the teams at the top um, one two and three he was penalized a lot but there are a lot of teams that underachieved on that list so Indianapolis and Arizona were both there were two and three there. So all right, I know I know we usually do this last, but I want to do it before we get to this uh, fun and interesting aspect to close out the show. What do you expect to happen in Super Bowl Fifty One? I picked the Patriots to lose in the preseason picks, right? To, to the, the Seahawks. Seahawks. Atlanta beat the Seahawks. They're playing the Patriots, obviously. I'm going to go with Atlanta. Okay, final and score. I'll go thirty-four twenty-eight. Okay, does. Matt Ryan lead them down to win? Like, is it 28-27 in the final minutes? I think they're hanging on. I think. So they're up 34-28 and Brady has the ball. Yeah. Ooh. There'd be a lot of people super excited about uh, about that, and I'm sure the, the football, um, the powers that be, would be excited about a matchup with two um, hugely popular and talented quarterbacks, a team starving for this in Atlanta that has made a massive turnaround in the last decade and the perennial contender Patriots ratings would be through the roof in, in the, for the final minutes of that game. I'm not calling it, but can you imagine Brady throwing a pick in that situation? In the end zone? Opposite of what happened two years ago? Yeah. Where the, yeah. the Patriots did that to the Seahawks, yeah. and now it happens to, to Brady? Yeah. yeah. Can, you imagine, so, can, can you imagine, though, a, C- or a Patriots defensive back going out and like saying, we should have run the ball? Like, they'd be cut so fast. Oh, it'll be blunt. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, okay. But anyway, I, I think 34 34-28. Yeah. Okay, so 62 points. Yeah. I am also going to pick Atlanta. And in a similar score, actually, I'm going to say that it's going to be 31-27. Okay. And I think it will be the Falcons scoring late. I'm not saying it's like they're able to run out the clock. It's one of the last plays. I think maybe the Patriots get the ball back with a little bit of time, but I don't think it's enough time for them to do anything with it. So I think um, it's 27-24 with a few minutes to go, and uh, Matt Ryan takes them down the field, scores a touchdown, and they win 31-27. So 58 total points. MVP Matt Ryan. I think that's it's going to be him. If the Falcons win, it has to be him, I think, unless there's a defensive player that makes a, a couple big plays, especially in your scenario, one that – picks off Brady or has a stop after having an interception earlier, you know, something like that, some outlier. Uh, we've seen that happen before. But if the Falcons win, Matt Ryan's MVP. Yeah, and I'm absolutely. picking them. Uh, am I picking them solely because I don't want the Patriots to win? No, that's not the only reason. If, if I honestly thought it was a guaranteed Patriots win, I would pick them. Oh, yeah. I have, like, no qualms about it. But knowing that I think it's close, I don't want to say it's a toss-up in 50-50, I actually probably say 60-40 in terms of Patriots, but because I want Atlanta to win, I'm going to bump really them. I'm really interested to see what this Atlanta offense can do against this Patriots defense. You know, um, I, I just want to know, like, is it for real? Because I don't I don't know that it is, uh, but I, I'm banking on the number of weapons that they have to, to get it done. So 
yeah, I, I think they get it done. I think it'll be close, and I'm excited for it. I hope it's a good game. So many of the playoff yeah. games have not been good games, right. so I'm really, I'm really hopeful. Yeah, I, it just, I just wonder um, what are the Patriots going to be able to to do against Matt Ryan? Are they going to be okay? Because there's been games that, you know, they gave up. I mean, there's not a lot of points. They gave up. 21 to the Cardinals, first game of the year. Yeah, 20, the Cardinals 24, were terrible this year. 24 to the Patriots. We didn't know the, that at the time. 24 to the Dolphins in week yeah. two. Now, none of this was with Brady. Um, they gave up um, 25 to the Bills. Now, that was with Brady. They gave up 31 to the Seahawks, and that was at home. Right, that was at home. Um, some of the other notable ones. 23 to the Ravens, who has struggled to break 20 this year. That they held the Saints. Now this is preseason, so right. I'm not even going to actually. I'm not even going to mention that because I'm going. Uh, I'm going backwards earlier in the year. Uh, held the Broncos to three, but the Broncos couldn't score on anybody late in the year. So I mean, teams have had their moments. Right. But and we went. We've gone over this though. What quarterback has Brady faced since he got back? Of note, because uh, now obviously we weren't counting the playoffs at the time. Right. Up because they did get to play Roethlisberger then, and and they handled they handled the Steelers. Yeah, but that Steelers defense or that Steelers offense also scored two touchdowns since the first two possessions of the play playoffs. You know they they weren't that good. Yeah, they were. Um, who who knows what was going? They on They peaked them. early, is what happened with them, and there's all kinds of crazy things going on there that we can get to in off season talk. But um, yeah, I just. I don't know. I think this is the best team the Patriots will have played all year. Yeah, all year. It, when you take into consideration when they're playing, and they're mostly healthy too, right. and and the Falcons are peaking. Right. When you take into the context of when they're playing them, the Steelers at their best this year were pro- could have been the best, but they weren't their best when they played the Patriots either time. So I don't really count that. I think this will be the best team the Patriots have played this year. And you could argue, obviously, the same. This is going to be the best team the Falcons have played this year, but the Falcons have have played pretty well. You know, like they went into Seattle. I know Seattle wasn't what they were the last few years, but they went into Seattle. They should have won that game. They had a little blown pass interference call from winning that game. Well, and a made field goal, but uh, you know, they had a chance to win that and should have won it and didn't. Um, they went into Kansas City, I believe, and won this year. You know, they've won some tough games, so. I think I think it's going to be interesting. You're also you're in a controlled climate, you know. You're not in the cold weather of Foxborough. Right. Uh, not that that doesn't not that that doesn't help Brady and them too, but you know it certainly helps Matt Ryan and and those guys. They're not going to be playing in the rain or anything like that. So, all right. I, I just like the Falcons. Well, let's we've done these in years past. I don't know if we were able to do them last year, but let's do them this year. And this is the 2017 Super Bowl prop bets. And they go from you know off the field to on the field, and we'll run through a few of them here real quickly. I'm not going to give the odds because we're just going to pick either way or okay. pick one of them. So the first one is uh, Luke Bryan singing the national anthem. What pants is going to wear? The only choices are blue jeans or any other pants. 100% blue jeans. Yeah, I completely agree. He's a country singer. Like right, I, yeah. They I, might be black jeans. That would still count though, right? Because they're jeans. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Because they could be black. I, he's going to wear blue jeans, though. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, the question should be: Will his jeans have like fake holes, in, or will they be like worn? You know, like I think faded blue jeans. That's what we're going to yeah, get. Yeah. All right, number two on this list from CBS Sports, and there, there's a qualifier that I have to mention before we say it. So, how many times will Trump be said on TV during the broadcast? And the qualifier here is: It has to be from kickoff to final whistle. So pregame and postgame don't count. During the live broadcast only, and nothing at halftime or commercials account. I'm going to take the under. Yeah, I, I think they'll bring him up once for some reason. They'll squeeze it in there. But that could even be before the game starts. Like right. with the national anthem, like around that time when they're talking with the right. flag and whatnot. I don't. They could squeeze it in there. During the actual game, because of the volatility of the subject, the, I don't know. I don't think it's happening. The interesting thing, just to throw something. If Tom Brady has asked about it a lot this week in press things, I know he's probably not going to answer it, but it could come up when they show if him. If that becomes a quote unquote distraction this week, you know, because of an answer or non answer, I don't think it will. But if it does, then I think it could work its way in. But as of right now, I'm going the under. So one half. Not that it can't happen once, but I'm not saying it, I don't think it I don't happens think it twice. happens more than once. 
The next one's uh, related. Who will Donald Trump pick to win the game? Patriots or Falcons? This is an easy one, I think. Patriots. Patriots. He's yeah. friends with Brady and supposedly Belichick. I don't think he's picking the Falcons. Right. How many times will Gronk or Gronkowski be set on TV during the live broadcast? You over. have to pick an over-under of three. Over three. I- I'm actually... Honestly, I want to say push. <laughs> I think See, is he going to be is, is he going to be in his in Craft's uh, box because they'll show him probably at least three times. You know, I think I think he gets mentioned. It has to a be said. So I, I still think it's over. Uh, I still think I'm going to go under on about, that one. I think every time somebody like catches a seam route down the field, or they throw a seam route, or they can't throw a seam route, that's the rule. Gronkowski. Anytime Martellus Bennis yeah. makes a couch or misses a, a right, block or right. something, and again, it's the same qualifiers as the previous Trump. Question I think Gronk. About, I think it's over. You went under. I went under. Okay. And they, the CBS said the over feels like a lock here. Will Houston, we have a problem, be said on TV during live broadcast? Because yes. that's where the Super Bowl is. Yes, it will. Somewhere. Whoever goes down Again, earlier. it's only during the game and not at commercials yes. or halftime. Yes, it will. I'm going to say will. no. I'm going to say no. It's I not think the it first will. time it's in Houston. I know, but they're terrible at throwing out those cheesy lines. All right, Lady Gaga is doing the halftime show. What color will her hair be when she comes on stage? Oh, blonde. Is it going to be blonde or any other color? Blonde. I'm going to say blonde as well. Which song will Lady Gaga play first during the halftime show? Now, there's a bunch of options here. Six or five plus and any other. So, Born This Way, Bad Romance, Edge of Glory, Poker Face, Just Dance, and then any other song. I think Edge of Glory would be a perfect song. I don't think it'll be that one. No way it's that one. I think it'll be Poker Face for some reason. I think it's an older one that a lot of people know. I think I'd go Poker Face. Uh, I think Just Dance will come on because it's got to like, get people excited. Yeah. I don't know that it'll be the first one, though. It could be. It could be a way to get people on their feet. Yeah, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I'll go with Just Dance. Honestly, I really have no interest in halftime anymore. Like no, Because of like the, the the crap we've gotten over the years. Yeah. Every, you know, every couple years, I'm like, yeah, it wasn't so bad. But I don't know. I'm not looking forward to this, but I haven't been looking forward to Most of the years. time, I would rather watch that artist even if it's not an artist I really am interested in, just play an actual concert, not the Super Bowl halftime. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, I don't know. I'll watch virtually anyone in concert just because I like the atmosphere. I like the everything about it. Halftime, I, it's not my thing, but whatever. How many times will J.J. Watt be mentioned on TV during the live broadcast? It's You have to pick over or under one time. So basically, he's not mentioned at all or he has to be mentioned more than once. Yeah. I take the under because the Texans aren't playing, even though it's in Houston. I don't see why it really makes much of a difference. Yeah, I Although the Patriots depend. played the Texans, right. so and that it, could come it, up. It'll depend, I think, if he's there. If he's there for some reason promoting something or because it's in Houston. I don't think he's there, though. So I'm going to go under. How many times will deflate or deflate gate be said on TV during the live broadcast? I'm going to take the under. I'm, I'm taking the, the under. Over, especially if the Patriots are up and they're talking about because if they're winning down towards the end, the whole, oh, Goodell's getting ready. He's going to present to Brady. Like, I'm going over. I'm I'll going take over. the under on that. How many times will Giselle be shown on TV during the broadcast? Over or under one and a half? I'm doing I'm taking, under. Oh, I'm taking the over on this. <laughs> I'm doing under because I think she'll be shown once. Again, I think this depends a lot on if they're winning, because if they're winning, it's going to be over, because they'll show her as they're coming. All right, we'll finish here with a couple in-game ones. It would be hilarious if she had, like, an anti-Roger Goodell shirt on or something like that. That would be funny. Heads or tails? Uh, Tails never fails. I always pick tails, and I'm always wrong, so I'm going heads. (laughs) (laughs) So you know it's going to be tails. Right, exactly. I'm sure it will be. Will either team make a field goal in the first quarter? Yes. I say yes as well. Will either team score three straight times? Yes. I say no. I don't think either of them are going to score three. Um, Length of first reception by Chris Hogan, over under 11.5. Because I know the Patriots, I feel like it's going to be under. Yeah, under, absolutely. It might be 8 or 9, but it's not over 11.5. I don't care that he averaged 17.9. Brady averaged 8.9, so I'm going to go with 8.9 because there's a much larger sample size. Will Blunt score a touchdown in the first half? I think if he's getting a touchdown, it'll be in the first half, so I'm going to say yes. Okay, Um, I'll go with yes on that one too. Total yardage of all touchdowns over or under a hundred and a half. 
I say over. I'm going to go over because I think there's going to be a good number of touchdowns. And I think uh, a couple of them could be for 20, 30 yards. Total first downs by the Patriots over under 23 and a half. That's a lot of first downs. I say under. I'm going under as well. I think it'll be high, uh, you know, 18 to 22 or something. If they but... try and play like a ball control game, they might get some sustained drives, you know, six, seven, eight first downs. But that's that's hard to do. Will Malcolm Butler intercept the pass? I, the CBS wants you to say yes, but I say no. Yeah. Matt Ryan only threw, what, seven this year? Right. And, I, I say no. Know, it doesn't mean there's not an interception, but what are the chances? Specifically there is him? an interception and it's him, right. First half spread, Atlanta, it's one and a half points favor Atlanta. Um, I'm going to actually, I'm going to take the Patriots I'm here. I'm going to take Atlanta here. I'll take the Patriots here. Uh, I think if Atlanta's going to win, I think they'll be up maybe a field goal at half or something like that. Well, I guess, well, whatever. I, I'm not I'm not great with spreads, so. Will the Patriots convert a fourth down attempt? Yes. Oh, boy. I'll say yes as well. Yeah. Total gross passing yards by Matt Ryan over under 325 and a half. I say under. I think it will be high, and I think he gets close, if not over 300, but I think 325 is a bit much. I hope he throws for 525, but it's, <laughs> it's not going to happen. Well, the opening um, kickoff result in the touchback, I say yes. <laughs> yes. Will Matt Ryan throw a touchdown? In my head, I knew you said touchback, but I thought you meant like run back. I was like, you said yes? Like, but then it <laughs> Will Matt Ryan throw a touchdown in the first quarter? I say yes. That's interesting because I think eight straight games now they've scored a touchdown on their opening possession. It has to end at some point, and I think it'll end in the Super Bowl, but oh, I yeah. think they'll score in the, a touchdown in the first quarter. Distance of the first touchdown pass from Matt Ryan, over under 13 and a half. I'm going under. Yeah, I'm going to go under as well. Total number of penalties in the game by both teams over under 12 and a half. Well, we said each team was good for 113 in the regular season. That's, what is that, about seven? No, it's more than that, huh? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go under. I think 12 and a half is like the perfect spread. I think the refs kind of keep yeah, it. Yeah, I think it will be under. I could see him getting blatant stuff. I think it could be 10 or 11, but I don't think it's going to be 13. So I'll say under as well. Yeah, I think the refs, like, yeah, consciously or subconsciously, don't want to be the show on the international stage here. Will roughing the pass or penalty be calling the game? Absolutely, yes. Brady's being played. So if they <laughs> collapse the pocket at all, they're going to throw the flag. Longest reception by Julio over under 25 and a half. Over. I'm going to go under. Really? Because I feel like this is the perfect example of Belichick's going to take away your best weapon. I think they they bottle up Julio. Uh, bottle up is relative, but I think he's going to have get those possession receptions, but I don't think he gets the big one over the top. I think the other guys do for for it. I could see, I could see him getting a 30 or 40 yarder. That's possible. And he, he very easily could because – Matt Ryan chucks it up. Who's going to take it away? Like, if it's a jump ball, I'm I'm putting my money on Julio Jones over right. anyone. Right. All right. Well, there's plenty more there. You, like, search for um, Super Bowl 51 prop bets. At least the CBS Sports will pop up, and they had even more to go over. But we're uh, out of time here, so we're going to wrap things up. So I hope you enjoyed our Super Bowl 51 preview on the 222nd episode of the Joe Mays and J-Raf show. Obviously, we're off next Sunday. We'll be watching the big game. But we'll be back actually in less than two weeks. We'll be back on Saturday, the 11th of February. And that is our six-year anniversary to the day uh, when Justin and I sent texts back and forth saying, should should we do this? Yeah, I expect flowers. <laughs> from from everyone. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. from me. No, I'm not, not from I'm me. not getting in flowers. It's been six years. I know I'm not getting yeah, in flowers. Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> I think we had uh, some balloons and some stuff the first year, but that was from That's your mom. All right, and that was because we couldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah, we're like, well, we made it. Yeah, you know, we yeah. actually did this thing. So here we are. We're going to be on episode 223 That's on awesome. our sixth year anniversary. So it'll be exciting. Uh, at some point here, we'll eventually try to do another remote one and try to get some... Uh, talented uh athlete to join us yeah we'll have to find someone we'll, 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 work we'll, on we'll something. figure something out but we we've got another year plus probably until we get to 300 and i don't know if we were going to do anything then or not we wanted to do 200 and then it just didn't work out maybe 250 maybe 250 so, like a year out or so yeah maybe. so yeah it's probably yeah it's less than that less than that it, summer summer always throws well and then a when we do bulldog hour in the fall we don't get to do this show yeah, as often so. so we'll see Maybe right around next super bowl we'll be doing 227 or 227. 227. I hope we're a lot higher than 227. No, 250. Like, maybe, you know, 
football season sometime next year. Yeah, we'll see. That'd be fun. So that wraps up everything on this episode of the show. Remember, send us emails at Joe Mays and JRAF. Uh, at Joe Mays and JRAF. No. Joe what, Mays, what am I trying to say? Joe, Joe Mays and JRAF at gmail.com. Wow. Like a Twitter handle. Well, yeah, I'm thinking like all these things in my hand, uh, in my mind about uh, how to contact us. But go to jmnjrradio.com and get all the information on how to follow us and contact us there. So for Justin Raffoff, I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Joe Mays and JRAF Show. Thanks for listening to the Joe Mays and JRAF Show. Tune in every Sunday for the latest sports discussions from Joe and Justin. Each episode is available live on Facebook Live and can be downloaded or streamed on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can interact with Joe and Justin on Facebook and Twitter. And stay up to date with the guys at JoeMaysAndJRAF.com. The Joe Mays and JRAF Show is part of the JMNJR Radio Network. For more info, visit JMNJRRadio.com.